Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko. On today's episode, we sit down with voice and screen actor Paul Guyette. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. Alright everybody, welcome back to Big Things with Zach Miko. As always, I'm your host, Zach Miko. Welcome back and uh, you know, guys, thank you for coming here every week. It's been a fun time. Um, if you for some reason hear a, a loon and or owl in the background, I don't know where it is. It seems to have embedded himself somewhere within the walls of my building. But hey, you know, they sound pretty. Uh, Canada has a dollar with them on it. Anyway, we have a great show for you this week. Uh, I sat down with voice and screen actor Paul Guyette. He is a great man uh, who gives me very lovely hugs, and he's uh, one of the only people who makes me feel hugged. You'll hear us talk about feeling hugged in a little bit. Uh, If you don't know Paul Guyette, you know his voice. You've heard him for Zantac, Lenscrafters, Samsung, Airwick, Speedo, The Warner Brothers, Tequila Avion, Yingling, Squarespace, Burger King, Bud Light, you name it, you heard him. He is one of the premier voiceover artists in the city, and it was so cool to actually get to sit down and talk. We've been friends for a little bit, but getting to pick such a giant brain from such a giant man is truly one of the most fun times I've ever had. I mean, you guys will see. We get along quite well. Thank you guys for listening, as always. Please, if you haven't liked, subscribed, done all that fun stuff, please do leave us a five-star review. I'll love you so, so much. It is spring, supposedly. Yesterday it was 70 degrees. Um, Today it's like 30 degrees with 42-mile-an-hour winds. It's not that great, and my lovely wife actually just ran a half marathon in this because she's stronger and better than I ever could be, and I'm very proud of her. While she was doing it, I was battling the uh, horrific parking situation that is known as anywhere close to Central Park. If you guys want to be tourists in the Central Park area, just know not to park anywhere near that because it's absolutely impossible. But I still invite you to come to our wonderful city and enjoy it. In the news of Zach Miko, I'm actually moving! I'm moving six blocks away. It's not a big deal, but we're excited. We're changing apartments, and I want to grow a vegetable garden in my new apartment. If anyone has any idea on what vegetables they should give us, they should. But we're moving into an old doctor's office, which is really cool. Uh, There's a lot of wood paneling and kind of like New York City-scape waiting room posters from, like, the 1980s. So uh, we may keep them all. Who knows? The doctor is in. You can come by the Miko house, and I will falsely diagnose you with things that I don't know about. But what's best about this newest apartment it is it has high ceilings, and it has uh, somewhat larger doorways, which is something that my gentle giant of a friend, Paul Guyette, will be talking about soon. Um, I'm also a gentle giant. It's a term of affection. We can use the word giant. You can't. Just saying. You're about to listen to two giant men have too good of a time talking to each other. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my interview with Paul Guyette. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with voice and screen actor Paul Guyette. What's happening, buddy? Nothing. 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 You just have the nothing. smoothest, oh, most sexual so voice. Oh, oh, people, people will ask me, and they'll be like, so do you ever get tired of hearing your voice? And I go, no. No. no never. Because why? <laughs> if you sounded like this all the time. Oh, I know. Oh. Oh, it's great. It gives me it gives me shivers. It gives me shivers, and it's my voice. I know. I call up churches just to freak them out. <laughs> hey, guys, how are you doing today? <laughs> uh, but I can't roll my R's, so that kind of... Uh, I mean, you can, like but you sound more... I sound very It sounds white. very guttural. Oh, yeah. It sounds actually more like Scottish, almost. More threatening. More more threatening. More <laughs> more pirate-esque than... Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. than, than sexy. Than yeah. Antonio Banderas, X. Oh, I wish... Oh, he was like my first, um, God, I, I almost called him my first celebrity crush, but I, I guess my first celebrity man crush is I was mm. obsessed with Antonio Banderas. That's fair. He had a cologne called Blue Seduction that was sold at uh, CVS. CVS. <laughs> CVS Premier. and Walgreens, I think, okay. you know, okay. all the top notch things. You did have to get <laughs> the, uh, the salesperson to bring a key to, to unlock that sliding door. Oh, yeah. So. I, I mean, it was $20, maybe. I thought you were going to say it. you had to buy a copy of Desperado on DVD to get Blue it. Seduction. It okay. Fine. I mean, I think I had the, the VHS, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. So, world-renowned is what we're saying. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> of the stage and screen. Your voice is everywhere. It and is. people don't realize it. They don't. There's been so many times I've been watching TV, and I'm like, that's Paul. I'm yeah. positive that's Paul talking sometimes, right now. Sometimes it is. And sometimes there's there are people that sound like me and I sound like them. Um, but yeah, every once in a while it is, it's, it's definitely me. I feel like voiceover is such this weird little small click. There's 50 of us yeah, in, in New like, York city, like yeah. legit that do everything. Yeah. And it blows my mind. So you probably know uh, another guest I had is my good friend, Jason Griffith. I know some of his work. He I does don't... mostly animation. Yeah. So, so he's, you know, it's a it's a different segment, but he also does not just mostly animation; he does mostly Japanese like anime. That's he does a, the American translations. Niche. Yeah, yeah. Him talking to him, there was like seven dudes that, that yeah. do like, and there was like seven dudes and two girls that do everything. everything. All the animation that I do is 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 sent to me, and I do that at home. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's I have one agency that's primarily for me animation and video games. Uh huh. Um, and that stuff is like. 99% of the time at home. That's good. Um, but that's, yeah, that's always cool. Just working without. So so anytime you hear, just know Paul's not wearing pants for like more than half of the work. I'd say 75%. Yeah. yeah. Like I try, as soon as I get home, it's like, why am I wearing pants? I don't know. Like I'm wearing shorts today as a courtesy to you. Yeah. I'm wearing shorts too as a courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and because. And we're both miserable. It is so <laughs> hot. Oh my yeah. God. And it's not. And that's the thing about being a big guy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, because you oh, only yeah. hear his sensual voice. Voice. Paul is also a big old brawn guy. He's yeah, six foot eight. Six eight. Um, hugs me very gently yeah. and and lovingly. I've never been hugged that way Same by here. a person. Zach is the only man that can hug me and make me feel hugged. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I feel like when I hug people, I'm 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 doing a favor for Something, them in a weird yeah. way. I'm just it, like, oh, you feel enveloped and yeah. nice. I feel something's on you. Just a nose pressing against my sternum. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, mm, yeah. This and this is good. Yeah, <laughs> and they're always like, you're such a good hugger, and it's like. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I give great hugs and I never, I, 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 I think hugging you 
hugging my uh, producer Josh. Okay. End of list. I think those are my good hugs. Well, you but you have like an entire the, the entire plus size modeling world. Like, isn't yeah. there an entire battery of men that can hug each other and feel? Yes. Are, are you are you the tallest of them? I am. Uh, no, I wouldn't say I'm the tallest. I'm up there. I'm okay. up there. I'm one of the taller ones. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm the tallest. I don't know. Now I'm like thinking through. Like, no, no, no. We all range from like five ten. I'd say mm-hmm. actually no, because Kelvin's like five eight. It's a new experience. Wild West. Braun, yeah. tall, braun modeling. So we're kind of like figuring it out ourselves as we sure. go. Yeah. So actually, we range from like five seven five eight all the way up to like six eight six ten. Like, I think it would be again. I'm. I'm you know, also a content producer. Yeah. I think you guys should make like a video about how you've never been hugged until oh. you joined this world. And I think it would be adorable. I think you and I are going to create that. Yeah. Like, oh, because it is. Tall men hugging. We're just hugging small, skinny people and just being yeah. like, oh. I wrote a scene right. about it for our bar about how there was this really tall guy that was like, he'd hug random people to make them feel better. But at the end of it, um, I said, you know, what I just said that like, but no one can hug me. Yeah. And then we changed the ending. So Jen ran out from behind the bar and hugged me. And I kind of gave her this like, thanks for trying look. Yeah. <laughs> and it just melted hearts. It is a thanks yeah. for trying. Oh. It is. And you really, you know, thank you for trying. I know. Even like when me and my wife will like lay down and I'm like, I'm going to try to be little spoon. It lasts for like four seconds. And yeah. I'm like. Oh, well, yeah. you know, sorry. Thanks. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. Now I'll roll over. We're trying. Yeah. Is the thing. We, we, we put the effort into it. You yeah. Know? I really oh, we just want to love and be loved. Yeah. Seriously, guys, everyone out there, if you're like over six, eight, you just have an open invitation to walk up and hug me. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. How I always would that be? I think I creep out <laughs> some of the dudes I work with. Um, there's this one guy I love. His name is Eric Wallace. He's mm. a model actor uh nfl tight end former australian rules football player lord he's just as everything but he's like six seven and Mm -hmm. i just every time i see him on set i'm just like oh hey man and like hold it just (laughs) like just a second longer than his comfort level and i'm like great seeing you like i'm like no you don't understand i don't have arms around me ever I need this, this. Eric, just for my own, for for my own, my own well-being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my (laughs) God! So you were—I was gonna say—born and raised in New York City. However, after reading your bio, you had four sweet days not in New York. I was—I was born in Greenwich, Connecticut, and then four days later, my parents brought me to New York City. I know. It burns, man. You were so close. Now, I was born and raised in Connecticut, but okay. not Greenwich. So, Connecticut people have a thing against Greenwich. Really? Um, as they should. Great. What's, what's wrong with Greenwich? They are so rich. And so, like, Greenwich, I mean, it, it has not rich areas, but, like, it is known as a very rich thing. So, Fairfield County, Connecticut huh. is, like, the richest county in the world, essentially, wow. like per capita. And Greenwich is in Fairfield. And Greenwich is the tip county. of Fairfield county. Tipping. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everyone there is so brutally rich. Now I'm from Stratford, Connecticut, which is I saw your technically, mug. Technically, yeah, I know. <laughs> which is technically Fairfield County, okay. but we are separated from Fairfield County by Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is where I was born. Okay. Uh, and lived for like the first ten years of my life. Hmm. Um, Bridgeport, Connecticut is a uh, 
Family Guy did an episode of them where the, where they went to the North Pole. Okay. And they were like, oh, this is gross. It looks like Bridgeport, Connecticut. And some guy wrote in, like, in one of their cutscenes, like, dear family guy bastards, <laughs> I'll have you know that Bridgeport, Connecticut is the capital of broken glass, <laughs> feral packs of dogs, and gas stations without pumps at them. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, that's that's basically, we were, Bridgeport was like one of the top murder rates in the country for a very long time. Right next to the and, most brutally well, rich what, place. What happened is um, in the last couple, in the last like decade, mm-hmm. you know, Detroit, Flint, and St. Louis made a big old push to knock us sure. out. But we were, we were it. And, it's, and if you watch live PD on A&E, it's the only interesting town there is. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere else, they're like doing stops, and they're like stopping gang fights in Bridgeport. All you the had time. murder before it was cool. Yeah, gotcha. And, but it's such a brutal like difference the, because yeah. Fairfield, right next to it, is very rich. Fairfield's like the weaning off from the rich. Sure. So you're coming up this way, and you got Greenwich and New Canaan and Darien and all these brutally wealthy. They places. sound rich. They are. Where are you from, Darien? No, exactly. Yeah. And it's these are the places where people who make millions in new york city live is the whole thing okay and it's the very every stereotypical popped collar country club sweater around the top wicker furniture stereotype you've ever seen i hate wicker so much it all comes from fairfield county connecticut wow and everyone thinks because of that connecticut is very very wealthy Mm. and I guess it is, but we don't see any of it. So what happens is it's very wealthy. It's because of that. They have very high taxes, mm. which they don't care about because they're cheating they on their taxes it. anyway, of and they course. pay them. And then us po folk in the working class area <laughs> are just like just watching these castles floating above you, like just 10 miles just away. cannot afford to live there. So and maybe that's is. why I'm so tall. Maybe they made like they put money into making an extra tall baby. And then they're yeah, like, export him. No, so. <laughs> I was I, yeah. I, I snuck through, but yeah, no, that's uh, huh. that's the gripes with Greenwich. Um, it's just that every they're so wealthy, and when you come from the rest of Connecticut, which yeah. is very either industrial, mm-hmm. if you're in like Bridgeport and Waterbury and Hartford, they or make the sweaters that you put over your. They shoulders. make the sweaters, yeah, or very just like New England fishing town farmland, okay. and then you got. Fairfield County where they're just they all have soul cycles is wow. a good way to put it I tried to get my mom because I liked soul or I didn't like yeah soul cycle it was like the closest one my mm-hmm. mom's like I want to do new exercise I was like well I really like indoor biking you should try one and she's like there's nothing around here I was like all right let me see oh I found a uh, Soul Cycle in Westport and I was like oh never mind you can <laughs> my mom's like I'm not going over there <laughs> She's okay. like, <laughs> so I guess it's a good thing that, that it's my like parents the stereotypical Stepford Wives type place. Oh God, okay. it's amazing. It's actually like impressive. It's impressive how just soul sucking it is. How soul suckingly white it is. Yeah, like, as white as white could be. <sighs> well, then, Connecticut. Okay. I'm glad the rest of Connecticut's great. Like, <laughs> do you know? Do you happen to know the state motto of Connecticut? Uh, I always love these things. Like the state motto, I should know that. Okay, I know the the bird is the red breasted robin, the uh, flower is the mountain laurel. Mountain the laurel, nice. uh, their, their nicknames are the nutmeg state because apparently we make nutmeg. I've never seen a nutmeg farm in Connecticut, okay. but apparently we do. And the Constitution State, which is a better one because we were one of the first states to draft our own constitution. And when the Redcoats wanted to take it, we hid it in what we called the Charter Oak, which is this giant oak tree in Hartford. And we just we just hid it in the tree. And we're like, we don't know where the Constitution is. 
Because remember, there was no photocopying. There was no nothing. That if they sense. like torn this thing up, they're yeah. like, oh, that took us Damn. days to write. None of us remember what we wrote down. God, okay. I'm going to look up the state motto yeah. of Connecticut. Because I know the state motto of New Hampshire is live free or die. Yes. And my sister lives there. And so we're always like, we end phone conversations with, okay, live free or die. My uh, uncle just moved there. Is he living free or dying? He is. He's doing cool. both. Oh. <laughs> Um, nice. No, he's not dying. I mean, we're well, all technically dying. We're slowly. all dying. Yeah. Uh, of course, you. Fuck, Connecticut's is in Latin. Of course, it is. Oh, okay. I took. I took. Um, Qui like, transtulit sustenant sustains something about. Food I think is it we together sustain we who travel sustain together we sustain each other maybe he who transplanted still sustains. Okay. Oh, that's lame. That is really lame. Sorry. <laughs> I took six and a half years of Latin, and the only thing it helps me do is in horror movies where they try and have something mysterious and in Latin, uh -huh. I can immediately usually be like, it says don't go there. It says don't, this is bad. Don't do this. And yeah. they're, like, they're like, malus transpirum. And it's like... How did Latin get decided as the creepy? There's so many creepier languages than Latin. Because it's older. I don't know. How come demons speak Latin? That's what I want to know. Oh, dude, demons can do anything. But why do they choose Latin? Oh, they don't. I, I feel like they <laughs> also have Aramaic. That's, that's always really creepy. When you want to be really super creepy as a demon, for all the demons listening out there, yep. um, backwards Aramaic, as we learned in The Exorcist, is oh, the creepiest yes. thing. But you know what always blows my mind is when you see things in movies and it's like, what is this language I've never heard? And it's like, obviously, this is backwards. Like yeah. you can always tell it's backwards. Yeah, when they when you hear like the sounds were like nerf 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 nerf. Yeah, it's you're like, like that's, that's not a language. It's that, backwards. Let's pop this in reverse. And I then, know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like we need an extra ten minutes <sighs> of figuring. I out love this. horror movies, but I feel like, you know, they wrote out the seven ways to do a horror movie a long time ago, yeah. and, and that's yeah. just what we're doing. And yeah. that's why. Um, recently get out was so good because everyone was just yeah. like oh this is a new type of horror movie yeah. that makes me profoundly uncomfortable yeah oh man when that when that cop like, car rolls up oh i know you're like oh this my is, god oh you're god. like this is just <laughs> you're like after everything oh jesus oh. yeah it's oh. it's yeah it's like the end of house of a thousand corpses spoiler alert for this movie that came out like 20 years ago when the chick finally escapes and she finally gets picked up and it's one of the murder family. And it's I like, know. oh, she just escaped. But so much heavier because of so, all this stuff so on top of it. It's so funny to me. <sighs> like, spoiler alerts is a big thing I've been uh, getting complaints about. Sure. Because <laughs> I really? will say spoilers sometimes. Sure. And I don't know what, like, I'm allowed. How 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 old does a movie have to be before oh, I'm allowed man. to tell you the ending? I, I think it depends. Because there are some people that haven't seen Lost. You yeah. Know, they're waiting for whatever. Or yeah. they haven't seen, they, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Personally... I, I try not to talk about it just in case. But it drives me so nuts. I was rewatching. Um, Some people like, say, a, 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 I think, a month or two or 90 days or something. But at the same time, it's like, what if I didn't see this movie in the first 90? Like, what if I'm waiting for a home release? You know, I know. Well, and that's what I think it is. I think that's. Let's all decide home release. That's usually three or Deep, four months after. I think, yeah. I think that's allowed to be spoiler. But I have gotten yelled at by people who sure. like. I talked about. Um, the Sopranos. Okay, I talked about Andrea's death in The Sopranos and how it was like the I hardest TV. Andrea. The uh, um, uh, Michael's. Oh God, Andrea Dematteo. Andrea Dematteo. Yeah, yeah. Her name is Andrea in the show, right? Yes. I know her. I th I might have fucked it up. Her real name 
is Drea, Drea in Madrid. real yeah. life. So in that's real what, life. It's pretty Italian. I think, I think it's Andrea. Anyway. I think it was. I might have fucked it up. Someone will someone will correct me. Of course. But I was talking about her death scene and how it was like one of the hardest death scenes I ever watched. In, and some guy like got, really, you know, a friend, not even a friend. We were like at a party and some like mutual friend of someone else I didn't know got real mad at me. He's like, really, man? I'm watching it right now. And I'm like, this is 20 years old. It's literally 20 years old. I, I, That's I'm his sorry fault. you haven't seen this. So maybe what you could do, if you do happen to spoil something, in like the show notes, say, heads up at, you know, when you're editing, say, hey, from 14 <laughs> minutes and 20 seconds to 18 minutes and 20 seconds, we spoil this, skip over it. I would love it. I think I should always do that. Just in yeah, every, in just every, in every episode, they're going to see something random. They're just like, oh, Zach talked about Swan Princess, the independent re-released <laughs> don't spoil it la, 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 la. Yeah. oh swan princess was great they got dumped by disney and the guy the animator's like fuck you i'm making this anyway and the, he just made the most disney-esque musical cartoon ever without being part of disney interesting it was so good it, i it, it, it's up there and the only reason people don't know it is because it didn't have the Disney-like distribution. The Disney logo. People yeah, sure. would have been like, this is one of the great, like, move over Mulan. Wow. It's up you know there. What? It'll find its way. That's the thing. If something, hopefully, you know, in today's culture with when everything is, yes, that's that's the cat in the background. Um, He's a cutie. Um, when there's so much content being made You'd like to hope that the good stuff will float to the top. Yeah. But like, you know, we were around before there was YouTube when it was like when you didn't have all the information and it was like there's one video and everybody's circulating it now. Like you can make an album sitting on your toilet. Yeah. You can you can take a six second video and it can go viral and you can be on the Tonight Show because you take a six second video. But that's the thing. I feel like if something is that good, hopefully it will float to the top. I have a gripe with... uh not a gripe. <laughs> That's a bad Just way to air it. it. No, let's air grievances. Let's uh, do it. Okay. <laughs> Ellen's generous. I, you know, she puts everyone on TV who's sure. ever gone viral, but me. I was so heartbroken. I thought that was when I, when I started going viral for uh, being a model. In my head, I was like, this is when I meet Just Ellen. waiting for the phone call. And I didn't. I never met Ellen. Well, yet. I, I know mean, yet, but now I have to like... Going viral twice is hard, man. I gotta like I do it all again. More likely to go viral a second time after you've gone viral once. I guess. I guess that's true. I just you know. And I also I feel like the picture of you like naked, covered in gold. Yeah, you think that would have? I would have thought that's the thing that Ellen would be like. All right, I was on the edge before, but now we got to get this guy. I think I'm just gonna start calling out Ellen on every podcast. Sure. Just being like because and out of such big respect, Ellen, I love you so much. One of my parents' first double dates was at an Ellen DeGeneres show. Okay, I feel like then I feel like if you have a large enough platform eventually someone will know someone who knows Ellen. Yeah. And there'll be something where it's like, you know, I feel like the hug story alone, I feel like she could go off on how nice it is to hug you. Speaking of which, this video has to happen. You and I have to create a hug video. There was, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. Because... Or just like, there's so many different permutations of it. We can oh, get yeah. another tall guy and just hug little people. As in, I'm sorry, shorter people, not like little people, because that not, might be yeah, really yeah. threatening. No, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're just, we're, we're hugging people because... People don't understand. We are the best huggers by far because we give hundred and fifty percent, and hugging us is like hugging a dream. My arms go 
all the way around. Seriously. Like uh, yeah. once and a half. Christina, yeah, yeah. my wife, you know, she's tiny. So yeah, like, yeah. I can get around her one and a half times. Yeah. And Same if you thing. can get past. So with my wife, I can, I can, if I wanted hugging her, I can tickle my own armpits there while you go. hugging her. This is a gift. Like, we just want to share it with people. I know. You are a lot more approachable. People know what you look like. When people. So I, I have the height and I have like the, uh, the, the resting asshole face. Because okay. if I'm not animating my face, I look like this. And this is going to be great on the podcast. Yeah. That's just me not doing anything with my face. Yeah. I'm, so I'm six foot eight. I have that face. Right now I have this terrifying beard. I used to have um, a long black leather duster. I looked like a murderer. Yeah. And from April to October, doesn't matter what it's like outside, I am sweating. Yeah. So six foot eight, <laughs> sweating. Like I look like a murderer, oh, dude. That's the same with me. You, if, if for anyone who's not in here right now, which is at all of you, yeah. um, we're both sitting here. It is a it is a comfortable seventy five degrees outside, balmy. and him and me are both we sweating. Are sweating. We, are we, we have we have the shelf sweat. Oh, big know? guys, we sweat from oh. the second yeah. it is above sixty degrees. I'll sweat in yeah. the fifties if I like was stupid enough to wear long sleeves. And, like, and we're talking. We're yeah. sitting and talking and sweating. It's great. Yeah. It's, Kevin it's James had a great joke about mm. how big guys just sweat for no reason. Yeah. And like someone walked into a room one time and he, they were just like, oh my God, <laughs> you're sweating like a pig. What were you doing? Were you doing jumping jacks in the attic? And he's like, I don't know. I, I peeled an orange like an hour ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, like, it's, it's like, it's funny for everybody else, but for us, for, we have to mitigate that. Yeah. So that's the problem. I feel like when when if I would just randomly walk up and hug somebody, I'd get tased. But so once you get past it, like there's there's two kinds of like BFGs. There's like the big friendly giant and yeah. the big fuck off giant who are yeah. who's like they've been taking in all of the do you play basketball and all the stupid questions Ugh. they've been getting their whole life and they've sort of gotten angry with it. Then there are the people who are like, we need to be better we need to exemplify that like big people want to hug you because yeah. we love you although we could kill you we could if and, we hug that's just an important, a little tighter and that's an important distinction it's a very important it's just distinction. to know that like i am so big i am so friendly i am yeah. so nice but like i could yeah if you want we could yeah. we could we i rely won't. on that so like for example laura and i are moving to a new place mm -hmm. i have not met the new neighbors yet because they don't exist. Like it's one of those weird situations where both apartments in this building, it's a family house are both for rent at the same time. Oh, nice. Okay. So we don't know who our neighbors are going to be, yeah. but you I rely first impression and my oh, first man. impression always <laughs> relies on the fact where I'm just like, Hey, I'm look at me. I'm big. I'm nice. I'm yeah. going to be real sweet to you, but I will also yeah. showcase how much bigger I am than you <laughs> just like to yeah. make sure there's like, you know, I travel a lot, you know? Yeah. I want to make sure my wife is safe just so you know, if any yeah. fucky things happen, just in case I'm, I'm going to come back yeah. real big yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. And it's a thin line. It's a very thin line, but I also feel like when I'm out with Christina, she kind of dilutes that. So they see yeah. me and they're like, Oh my God. And then they see her and it's like, Oh, okay. You know, he must be gentle. Someone small loves him. Yeah. So or <laughs> they could go a little further and be like, she's a snack. Mm. So, I mean, I, I yeah. try. I try to I smile more. But Light, the life of giants. It's weird. It's I was very so specific. looking forward to this podcast because I knew it would turn into this. <laughs> just giant just, talking. Just people, like two giants sitting down yeah. talking about life as a giant. Here, um, here's something that no one can relate to but you. Have you ever bumped your head on a sign that says, watch your head? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I was in fury. So... 
14th Street, Union Square Station, There's, Subway Station. There was Fuck a guy you. I remember um, when I I lived in the city for like maybe a couple of years. So this is like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy sued the MTA and won like $1.2 million because for he, hitting his head in the subway, like not in the car, but like on the, and a pass. Yeah. And he like knocked himself out supposedly. And he got like a $1.2 million settlement. And then I was reading it and they're like, you know, James, whatever his name, six, mm-hmm. four. And I'm like, fuck you, That's man. Bullshit. I, you are not, I, listen, I've hit my head so many times. Yeah. I'm two inches taller than you. You're four inches taller than him. How come I'm not getting a million? I hit my head on the subway every day. Constantly. The thing is yeah. because he's six, four and doesn't hit his head nearly as often as a true sure. giant does. He doesn't have like just the built up. Yeah. The density. Just yeah. like my, my, our, our skull bones are twice as thick as Absolutely. other people's. If we sued every time we hit our heads on something, we would never have to work again. Yeah. But we'd also probably be so concussed we wouldn't be able to enjoy it. Like exactly. I'm constant. That was one of the reasons with this whole surgery thing. I was just walking with a hunch. Well, because uh, it's like door yeah. frame, door frame, ceiling a- fan. Absolutely. I mean, the places that you and I cannot walk in that normal people can. A the, lot of subway stations. The door to the subway itself. Getting on the train. If I do not duck, yep. I hit my head. That's six feet five inches high. Yep. So yeah. not so too t- not the quite bar good. in the middle. Yep. That people can barely reach. That we can easily reach. Yep. If we're not paying attention, we'll clock our heads on that. Exactly. Um, Any house built before 1940. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like they'll have at least two doors. I can't quite finish. Yeah. And our new apartment, they took a picture of like me standing in the hallway, like before <laughs> we fixed it up and there's l- maybe half an inch of clearance. This was maybe. the first apartment that we looked at when we were trying to find a place. I stood in every door frame and I stood in the bathtub and I came out and told the realtor, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. I'll and, take and, it. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you can walk through every door here yes, and not have magic. to hunt. Just the best feeling ever. When we walked into our new place and I looked up and I said, are these 10 foot ceilings? <laughs> and she's like, probably nine and a half. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, and then I good. went to the, and then I did, I went to the shower. I looked at the position of the shower head and I said, yeah, we could, we I can, can I can here. bathe here. I yeah. can bathe. When we, Christina and I went to Maine on, uh, on our engagement trip years ago and uh, she booked this place, and it was adorable. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, an actual log cabin built in the 1800s when everyone was four and a half feet tall. Yeah. Uh, there was a beam that was six feet high, oh. just a basically part of a tree. Yeah, we wrapped it in a life preserver. After the third time, I hit my head on it. Um, Where we, in Maine was this? Oh boy, right on Rangeley Lake. Okay, yeah. I shoot at a place in Maine regularly, that and we shoot at a cabin. It's not on Rangeley Lake. This one is in Cape May. Is that okay. a place? No, that's New Jersey, I think. I think there might be more than one. Cape, Cape Catherine. Maybe. Let's call it that. Sure. Cape I don't Catherine. think that's where it is. But anyway, there's a one there that has similar. It's just like a full tree trunk right yeah. at six foot, which is no. not how tall I am. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We At one point, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take a bath. I'm going to go take a shower because I haven't taken a bath since I was eight years old. Okay. Um, so um, I'm in the shower. I stand in the shower. Um, the shower head is chest level yeah and i'm like this isn't gonna work so christina lovely christina lovely patient christina who is married to a bear yeah says you sit down we'll give you a bath and i'm like all right let's do this start to fill the tub <laughs> hot water runs out instantly of course like, almost instantly she's like okay uh, okay stay in the tub i'm gonna boil some water let it cool and then we're gonna do that and i'm like i'm very cold okay let's do that yeah so she starts to pour in the slightly warmer water, 
And uh, you know how there's like that emergency drain in the tub? It's like, oh, the water can't get up that high. Yeah. That's like maybe mid shin. So maybe 25% of my body got wet. Oh, yeah. And it was like the saddest thing ever. But that was ridiculous because they like literally hobbits built this house. Yeah. So we're never going there again. I was recently in um, Tel in Santa Monica Mm -hmm. that I was not paying for. Oh, it's the best thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they had. They had a bathtub that I was large enough for, and I've never seen it in my life. Now, mind you, of course, I can't put my feet all the way out, but no, that's no. that's beyond my those are, expectations. Those are called ever. swimming pools. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like I was up to my chest in water because it was wow. deep. It was like, I mean, I swear it was like four feet deep. That's like it amazing. Was, and I... And I stayed there for six hours because I knew I would never. Yeah. And then what happens is I started getting lightheaded because sure. of the heat. So then that's fine. You just turn on the cold water. Yeah. And you like. I could live here. Yeah. There was a TV in front of the bathtub. I did not leave. Because I was surprised like, you made it here today and are yeah. not still in Santa Monica in that tub just refusing to leave. I told. I, I went to my wife and I was like, I have an, a whole new expectation of success in yeah. my life is being able to. Fit to have bathtub. a bathtub this big one day. Yeah. It'll yeah, be, um, we're yeah. years away. Our new bathtub is even smaller than my current bathtub. Excellent. So I will showers not Showers for you for now. Yeah. Showers forever. Yeah. But I, it, showers are always forever. Yeah. And, and like, oh, but that's the new dream is yeah. being able to fit in a bathtub. Just simple things that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that people of normal size cannot understand. Yeah. We have different dreams. They're not weirder. They're just a little higher. Completely different. Yeah completely different i we want to be hugged we want to take baths my new thing is i want a fridge that's in reverse so the freezer's on the bottom and the fridge is on top so i can see what's on the bottom shelf of the fridge yeah because well, those, those are pretty attainable yeah, yeah. I, I mean i mean if i buy one i don't <laughs> I sure mean, I, I gotta do that but i mean like just a normal size standard fridge freezer on top thing on bottom yeah i will open it look there and go we have no food whatsoever yeah and then my and wife will come like back and one go foot down there's a bunch of stuff back yeah. there there's and literally like, a turkey and i'm like why is it back there yeah and now, because of that, she has to, like, all of our food is, like, perched on the edge of the <laughs> yeah, shelf so just so it. I yeah. can see them. If I was standing up, I wouldn't know you had cabbage. Absolutely. So, yeah, sitting down, we can or, see everything in the fridge. what is that thing in the back? Chicken broth? Yep. I would have never known that existed. I think that's Christina's stuff. Yeah, she normally keeps her stuff in the, in the back. Or <laughs> we try to keep them on different sides. So it's like, I know there's food here. But, yeah, so often I'll be like, do we have sour cream? And she'll be like... Maybe, and then we look, and we have we we've had sour cream for like eight months, mm-hmm. but it's because we I just forgot it was there. How many times have you bought food that you totally had because you just couldn't see it in the fridge? Um, like always, like perpetually. I, I have, have I have yet to stop it. So. I have about seven jars of pickles. Nice, because but those every, never go bad. They don't. Right? Yeah, so they can't. Cool. Some of them. Okay, so real pickles never go bad. Yes, I have a theory about these Velasic. Things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they like, I don't know. They don't go bad, but they do get. They get soft. A little, they get a little soft. wrinkly. Yeah, yeah. Soft is the word. I wouldn't even call them mushy. They just get that little snap ain't there anymore. And they sell themselves on that snap for some reason. There's a stork telling us about how snappy these pickles are, which I haven't seen him in a long time. I haven't. Either. Have you played any storks? No. <laughs> um, any mascots of sorts? Actually, yeah. So the biggest mascot, I mean, I've been a bunch of weird talking things. I was a talking security door. I was a talking fish. Okay. Um, but I guess the most well-known in quotes would be, uh, have you ever seen the Zantac commercials? 
with the little fireman. Yes. I'm the little fireman. Oh. I'm Captain Zantac. <laughs> so that's... That a boy. Yeah. So that's pretty specific. Oh. Um, and funny little side note, the design of Captain uh, Zantac, that was designed by the man who designed Wallace and Gromit. Get and, out. Yeah. All right. And they told me that. And it's like, and that I, I, because I'm such, I grew up on animation and stuff. I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's so cool. And like all the other people in the room were like pharmaceutical people. And they're like, okay, we don't know what that is. But I like, know. Yeah. But no, so that's, that's the most noticeable, but I don't even know who has television anymore and who watches that. How but much, yeah. how much of the commercial work you do has become strictly online lately? Oh, I mean... A good chunk, but there's there's always still a lot of TV and radio. Yeah. People still listen to the radio. Did you know that? A lot. The radio is becoming very popular. It's free. And I think it's because, it's for one, it's free. Yeah. Uh, there's only two, eight songs there's only to eight choose songs. from. It's yeah. also similar with, um, I think it's one of the same reason podcasts are becoming, talk radio specifically. Like yeah. NPR has always had its niche and been popular, and sure. it's more popular than ever mm-hmm. because they just talk. And oh, yeah. people get to hear conversations anymore. And there's something different about the audio medium where you actually have to pay attention. I can watch yeah. TV passively. I can't listen to something passively. No. Absolutely. I can listen to music passively. But yeah. if I try to listen to someone talking passively, like I listen to audiobooks. You all miss the time. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I have no idea where we are. I and I, no I love the NPR happening. the NPR voice, which is the All right, now we're going to sit down with a small talking dog. I'm just going to get a little sip of chamomile here. Oh, it's magical. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's soothing. It's so buttery. I love it. It is. Yeah, and yeah. they're very like Have you heard Alec Baldwin's podcast? No. It's 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 just him doing his just talking into the microphone like Alec Baldwin does. <laughs> Let me tell you about how much I am Alec Baldwin. It's not Alex. It's not Alexander. It's Alexander. <laughs> I'm Alexander Baldwin. This is my brother, Daniel and William. And Michael and James Baldwin. And there are four more Baldwin brothers you've never seen, but you will. Yeah, and it's just him oh talking to, like, Lauren Michaels, like, two normal people talking. But it's, you know, it's still, it's Alec Baldwin. No, exactly. It's great. They're, they're, and that's what I think is so powerful about just voice in in general. There, there are certain voices that are so drilled into your head, oh, yeah. um, especially with uh, spokespeople. Um, yeah. what happens is some people end up becoming celebrities that do it just because they know it'll work. Yeah. Just because they're like, you will recognize this voice and you're and not you even going to buy this car because you're not of even going to entirely know where you recognize it. Sure. But it's a it, It's once that voice has proven itself, for example, Mike Rowe sells everything. Mostly yes. Ford trucks and stuff like that. But yeah. if, if something blue he collar, like a Ford truck, a Ford truck. Yeah. Any blue collar, um, item for sale yeah mike Rowe will tell you yeah about yeah it. home depot or just something like that the thing that kind of always puzzles me is like so john ham is yeah. the voice of um mercedes-benz yes and first off i don't own a car so i don't really know how it works but i feel like if you have a car and you see a car commercial you'll be like okay but i already have a car yeah and i'm wondering who's sitting there and they're like i don't need a car i'm not going to buy a car and then they hear don draper talk about a car and they're like i'm going to buy a car yeah Honey, what what is that car that John Hamm does the voice for? Let's buy that car. Yeah. Like, I get it. His voice has a certain distinction. And he's a spec that you get all the time in a VO. Yeah. It's like, we want you to sound like John Hamm. And it's like, I wish I sounded like John Hamm. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's, I, I'll never understand that. That always kind of puzzles me. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, again, I'm, it's it's. Well, you've done that to people. You were the voice of Jeep recently. I yeah, I'm I'm doing Jeep now, but it's not my voice. It's basically like I was doing kind of a a, a shitty Sam Elliott, okay, which is another spec. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's, it's what do you say? So you got John Hamm, Sam Elliott. What are other like specs they often ask you for? Oh, J- Sam Elliott's not too often. I mean, there's always the movie trailer voice, which is of course Don LaFontaine. Yeah, in a world like that yeah. guy, like every every voice actor should have a Don LaFontaine in their pocket. Yeah, um, John Hamm is a big one. John Krasinski. That sort of level. Really? Idiot. Oh, yeah. Just the sort of like, hey, guys, you know, I'm just talking my insurance, like hands in my pocket. You should check this out. Like he is the he's one of the quintessentials. Some other folks that I don't really remember, but those are kind of the big ones. Uh-huh. Ladies often get Tina Fey. OK. Or Scarlett Johansson, depending, you know, Tina Fey, if the character's quirky. Oh, my God. That's one I of know. the issues that like the specs are often like friendly, not announcery with a hint of a smile. And it's it's the most boilerplate voice and the like you know like your neighbor talking to your neighbor over the fence. It's yeah. like, hey, hey, pal, can I tell you about the Optimum Online for just nineteen? No, no, for, check it out for nineteen ninety nine a month. You get phone and this, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Those aren't those aren't the fun ones like the bank stuff and the insurance things. But those but are what are paying bills that you need. That's the thing. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's not. It's not like I did something for Coke. This pays a million dollars. I did something for some strange startup. This pays six dollars. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get something where you're in a studio for they'll book a space for two hours. Yeah. You'll actually be talking for five minutes and you'll get twenty thousand dollars for that. Yeah. Or sometimes they'll have twenty five spots where they're constantly rewriting the text and you're saying it over a bunch of times and it's yeah. like, okay, that's three hundred dollars. Yeah. No, it's crazy. There's that's one of the no, reasons like you did this and you will get this. I yeah. at one point tried my hand at audiobooks mm-hmm. and I realized that it is something I could do in the future yeah. with the right amount of money and yeah. the right technical support. But this one I was also producing and I, I Oh God, so you had to do all the editing and everything? Oh dude. Editing an audiobook is the closest thing to purgatory a voice it actor can go through. It doesn't stop. It's not it worth it. Does not and that and that, that was a thing. More than more than the actual work of the actual reading was the editing at the end. And I thought I did a good job and I turned in, you know, the first couple chapters to the author Mm -hmm. and he had like sweeping notes and I was kind of like a, no, (laughs) that's not how this works. I'm just letting you know what my progress is. I'm not going back and changing any of this yeah bite me he's yeah. like oh i think you know this character should sound more like this way and blah 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 blah. i'm like no no no. i'm sending you something so you can tell me if i'm pronouncing the fucker's name yeah right. exactly yeah End i'm not of looking list. for notes thank Mm-mm. you so i have i recorded so one of my best friends uh phil tucker mm-hmm. shout out he's probably not gonna listen to this um we he's try. he's an author in, in high school he was kind of like he introduced me to D and white wolf and like role playing and stuff like that mm-hmm. and now as an adult he's writing high fantasy and sci-fi and stuff like that and getting paid to write to oh. make up these words it's the best like it's the next it's best a thing. dream it's amazing yeah but so he wrote this book called the grind show which is like uh sort of antonio bandera i'm sorry no Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez yep. meets Quentin Tarantino, demon hunting in the desert kind of thing. Fuck yeah! And so he wrote this, and I'm like, I, I want to read the audiobook. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, okay, cool. And this is like he self released it, just put it out there. Yeah. And so I had um, a microphone, studio mic, and so I sat down. It took me 
nine months. Yes. I recorded from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. because I used to have a job from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah. I'd get home 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. It was the quietest time. Yeah. I'd maybe get a chapter or two in two hours. Yeah, if you're lucky. And every time, but the thing is, I wanted to do it right. Yeah. So I'd be talking, I'd hear. I'd wait for that car to go by. I'd go back to the beginning of the sentence. I'd be talking. I'd hear a dog barking. I wait. Yeah. And I'd start the sentence over. So when I was finally done with with the recording, I had to sit there and edit it. But because I took nine fucking months to do this whole thing, it sounds professional. Good. So years later, he got a deal with uh, with Audible. He put out a new uh, series, and it, it was going really well. And so he started a new trilogy. And Audible reached out to him. They're like, yeah, we want to do your audiobooks. And he was like, hey, go get this actor, Paul Guyette, because he's a voice actor. So he sent all my stuff to Audible. Audible contacted me. They're like, we'd like to invite you to read this audiobook. And I was like, I accept your invitation, oh Audible. My God. Thank I you. So they were like, okay, here's how it goes. We're booking you three days in a studio, six-hour sessions. Uh, go there. So I get this thing, and Audible's like, okay, so we can do this in three six-hour sessions. And I was like... What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I sat down. I had the script in front of me. They were recording. If I fucked up, they boop, 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 went back two seconds. I picked up right again at the end. It took, it took maybe, I don't know, 13 hours yeah. to record an eight-hour book, and that was it. And it Isn't was it nuts? It, and that's the <sighs> thing. Is it, and, and that's my thing with ever doing an audiobook again. I'm like, if I have that set up where the producer's in the room, the when editor's there, editor, exactly. we're doing it yeah. on the fly, I will have... Happily, I would love to yeah. do that because you're just being an a, a, an actor. You're yeah. being a voice actor. You're yeah. not, you know. And you talk. I talked to Phil beforehand. Like, yeah. what does this guy sound like? Here's what I think he sounds like. And I've told him this. I've told Audible this. I will only do his books. Yeah. Because every time I would read something he'd write back in high school, I'm like, I want to role play in this world. And yeah. he would just create worlds and rule sets like in in a five page short story. So I read these books of his, and it's like. All of this. And I'm reading them, and in my head, I'm like, this is what this guy sounds like. This is totally what this guy sounds like. Yeah. And then as an Easter egg to him, I make one character in every one of his books that I read sound like Matt Berry, and he just has to find find out who that is. <laughs> and so he'll be listening, and all of a sudden, the guard will be like, stop them! And it's like, that was Matt Berry. That's and he's, awesome. He, yeah. So it's, it's, it's completely selfish. And I told Phil, my yeah. goal is for him to get super famous for something that he like a personal joke yeah that, like he like he, he'd write a story for me with just some weird inside joke and that takes off and becomes a huge thing and meanwhile i'm doing the audio for it and he's writing it and people are loving it and we're like this is hilarious this is we're we're just having fun that's what that's, it's about that's, that's the, the best work though like when it's not even work. the whole yeah. the whole world of the arts in general is so much smaller than you ever think it is. It's crazy. Which is infuriating at times when you're (laughs) just trying to break in the door and it's not like, Oh, this big mysterious thing won't let you in. Sometimes it's as simple as like, no, that guy, that dude right there won't let me in. I don't know why he won't do it and just let me be this person, but this guy won't let me do it. There's never a gatekeeper. Like I've never had one. person. No, there's always there, there's ways around it, yeah. but it's it's very much. Um, Usually, the person in your way is you. Like yeah. if you can't get around it, then you need to sit down because with with acting, I, there's like that saying out there: if there is anything else you would rather do, anything, yeah, go do it. Oh yeah, because like 
it's disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. And then it's a, it's that combination. It's luck and talent. Yeah. You need the luck. Like you could be super talented. Yeah. But you could be a math professor in Dayton, Ohio. And people be like, you should be a comedian. And it's like, I fucking know. Six plus six, you know. But yeah. if you have the luck for the right person to be looking at you and yeah. then the talent to show them something cool that the industry needs, that's what makes it. And then yeah. it's disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. Like I, I had a, a shitty day job for 10 years working yeah. in a shitty hospital from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. It allowed me to audition and shoot and book during the day. Yeah. But I had to say, okay, I can't do anything after 2.30 because I have to be at work. I left that job in September 2013 and I was terrified. Like I had a, a savings and it's like I'm, I, I could burn through this in a year. Yeah. I was totally convinced that as soon as I left my steady, well, not even well paying, my steadily paying, well insured yes. day job, I was like, this is the end of my career. Oh my God. And then I, I took off because I had an extra like eight hours a week to audition and book things. And that was all it was. Yeah. And then suddenly it was, it's, it's, so it's been like in September, it'll be five years of just oh. solely doing acting stuff. And, and that's one of the reasons I even wanted to talk to you. I was telling, I was talking to Ann Courtney yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's the best. And we, I was talking and I was like, yeah, I'm interviewing Paul. I was like, one of the main reasons I did <laughs> is because out of all my friends who came here to be an artist. Yeah. Well, he I'm was, from here. Well, you're from here, yeah, but yeah. We, I came, the rest of us came Oh, gotcha, here. gotcha, gotcha. Actually, Anne's from here, too. The rest of us yeah. didn't. <laughs> all you non-locals. All yeah. us non-locals. All, all you Connecticutians. Connecticut, Connecticutites. <laughs> Connecticutans. Ooh, I don't know if Connecticut sounds good. I think Connecticutans sounds Connecticutans. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but out of all, all of my friends pursuing the art, you were the first one where you didn't have a second job. And to me, that was the epitome of success i was like i don't care how much money i make if if this is all i'm doing and i can eat sleep and put a roof over my head not have to worry about rent yeah oh my god it was a dream and i just did the same thing i quit rockwood music hall sure i want to say 2000 the summer of 16 the summer of 2016 i think i did my last uh, shift there. It is. It is a terrifying, elating. Just like you're yeah. walking out and you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah, it's it's yeah. A, it's roiling emotions. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, and then it it works and it's ridiculous. It's just taking that plunge. It, it was just me going like, okay, I just did a job where I have enough money. Yeah. To pay this month's rent <laughs> and next month's rent. <laughs> then end, I'm in trouble. End, end of list. Yeah. I'm gonna quit my job. Under the assumption that in these two months, I'll make enough for the third month's rent somehow. And luckily for me, it just fucking happened. And it it really, it was a really scary time to take that leap. It's terrifying. Well, there's never a not scary time. It's like there's never a right time to have children. There's just a less wrong time. No, exactly. I did like a mini leap a couple times, but I like, I would like quit but be like, but you know, if you if you need me to fill in every now and then, I can. So I'll it was pick like up my phone if you call. I yeah. know it was like this <laughs> shitty thing. And then in 2016, that that summer, like that July, I was finally like, I'm not coming back. Sure, like, I am done, done. Um, it was horrifying. Yeah, and it was. And and knock on wood for me, it's been successful so far. Sure. Successful in in the realms of my rents paid. Yeah, yeah, and I have food. And um, 
if if a if my car if I smash my car tomorrow, <laughs> I can probably as long as it's not totaled, I can fix whatever the deduction for my yeah. uh, Geico insurance is. I, I call it boat money. I have yet to make boat money. Yeah, which is here. you get that check and it's I could buy a boat. Oh, I've yet to do that. Yeah, but yeah, it's that sense of like you can breathe. You know, you can say I'm gonna order sushi tonight yeah and you don't have to open up your bank account and be like can i order sushi tonight but the, the the best thing the like thing i didn't even picture happening is when you are just doing this one thing you have more time and freedom to do the thing you really want to do yeah because even though vo is awesome i yeah. would never knock that i i feel blessed when i get a 250 dollar demo yeah when you when you're done with that, but so what it comes down to is somebody is still saying, here's a piece of paper, read what's on that paper. Yeah. Even if you're great at it, you're great at interpreting other people's work, which for some people, that is enough. Congratulations, you are a successful voice actor. That's yeah. amazing. Absolutely. But the freedom you're granted, if you want to be a writer, you have more time to write. Yeah. If you want to be a singer, you have time to write songs. If you want to you know, do something else, you have that free time to actually pursue the thing you want to do. And even yeah. though I love being a VO and I want to do it, you know, doing something original is interesting. Yeah. You know, write that screenplay. Yeah. You know, put out that that weird album you were working on, you know, whatever. So that's kind of like this thing I didn't even picture. I just thought like, I'm a successful voice actor, period. That's it. Yeah. But now it's like, I've done a couple video games. I've done some animation and it's yeah. like, like animation is the reason I got into this. Yeah. Six years old is when I started like doing the acting thing kind of, but like Batman, the animated series. Yes. That was the first. And that kind of got me into that. And like cartoons growing up as a kid before you were showing up, you, you showed up, I was watching ultimate Spider-Man. Great. I'm just watching because it's Saturday morning. You're watching Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, so which that that's gone yeah. from the current generation, which I feel so bad for them. It kills me yeah. because I'm just like, no, that was the biggest thing for me is, yeah. is Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Now it but, taught you time management. It did. Cause you have these four hours yeah. and like, what was it like eight, maybe six channels that had like solid eight ABC yeah. kids. Um, ABC that was Fox WB when WB. that was existing yeah um, USA sometimes USA had some like stuff. the weird stuff um, UPN when they existed had like oh the cool the, the edgier stuff they did yeah yeah um, and then there was um, I feel like CBS yeah and all of them but then I yeah. feel like but th those were the network cartoons so that's what was like the big thing because then oh, Cartoon yeah. Network came around I think Cartoon Network came around earlier than I thought it did but they had a smaller selection. They, they didn't have anything selection. original when they first started. It was yes. like Looney Tunes and yeah. stuff they could purchase. And yeah. I think I always equated the uh, beginning of Cartoon Network with the end of the network cartoon. Yeah, That's when Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and the Nickelodeon, Disney Channel absolutely. started taking over yeah. because ABC Kids stopped existing. The WB yeah. folded as a channel. Like, yeah. and, it, and it's... And what happens is then Warner Brothers just started selling their stuff to everybody else. And then and the we problem was you started watching Saturday morning cartoons and everything was like this cartoon show is for a Japanese card game. Yeah. This cartoon show is for a Japanese toy line. Like everything was sold to it you. Was, and again, not to say that Thundercats yeah. was not to sell those figures and Transformers was not to sell those figures. Those were awesome figures, though. Yeah. I'm just saying. But it got to a point where it was so selly. 
And I also, I never got into Pokemon. I never got into Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, I was, I, I was never into Yu-Gi-Oh, but I was very into Pokemon. I was never into Yu-Gi-Oh because I was um, committed to Magic the Gathering, and I thought oh, Yu-Gi-Oh was sort a of shitty like a... knockoff. <laughs> At, <laughs> and I was nice. very like, that's my nerd flag there. Sure, was, I sure. did. I, I was like, this is a less complicated version of Magic. Sure, and it drew, but and isn't it, drew... it a gateway to Magic? I, it could be. Yeah. I think. I think it, for me, it came around right around the time where I. I you were was, too old for Yu-Gi-Oh. I was I was too old. It was a kids okay. thing, but for some reason, magic was a nerd thing. So that yeah. was okay to keep doing. Sure, sure, sure. Like like magic and D and D were fine to continue with. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, the big one, my big thing was I didn't even do D and D that much. My my uh, nerd game was Warhammer 40k. Okay. Which was the most expensive nerd game you could decide to do because you needed to purchase these models that you would then have to paint or pay someone to paint sure. or yeah. if you were me give up halfway through and just spray paint them all a basic color and then show up to play and yeah. people are like you didn't finish and like these guys are playing with these most beautiful you know they stand there with the giant magnifying glass and the tweezers oh, like yeah, painting yeah. these beautiful beautiful They're models like clockmakers yeah these just gorgeous figurines and i'm showing up with my gray painted things where i was like <laughs> i primed them i'll get to the paint later this like, guy's red yeah, he's red because he's fire. Yeah, oh, that, I spent so much money on that game, but I, I loved it. My nerd thing has always been kind of like video games and comics, but it got to a point where I just got, you know, I got impatient with things. So like I'd go to a comic book store and pick up an issue and read the issue in like, what, four minutes? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I guess I'll find out what happens in this 25 part story that's why i never got into comics was for that very reason is i tried to also i came late to it so sure. i think people who were raised on comics that's yeah. one thing i wasn't raised on comics so i was like in it's college when it, i tried to like do it 50 years and then it's like no no no, you don't need was, to see any of that we reset the entire universe it was my same issue with uh doctor who i used Ooh, to have yeah. to like I would watch Doctor Who with my sister who loves Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And five minutes would go by and I'd pause it. And I'd be like, what the fuck's happening? And she's like, well, they're referring to something that happened 23 years ago. Which you never saw. <laughs> which you never because saw. Because that I episode was, was lost to time. And, and I'm like, like, oh, all right. What? Yeah. I know. And yeah. It's, and, but that's the same thing with comics is they would reference that. And it's exactly as you said. If you get just the one comic book. What the fuck is happening? Minutes. You're just like, F -f 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 why is this guy on fire? Who the, whose father is that? Yeah. I know. It's, it's, but the amount of time and artistry it goes into creating a comic book. Yeah. I totally understand why they're 12 pages long because yeah. it, you're, you're also getting 12 pages of this beautiful Amazing artwork. Amazing artwork, yeah. But, but I just, there's, there's hardly any story to it. So yeah, so you know, then I started waiting until the trades came out where they put yeah. together 12, 12 issues. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I can, I can get into this. Yeah. But it's, again, because I feel like a lot of people in this generation were kind of, there was the time when there was nothing and then there was a time when there was everything. Yeah. There was the time when, when you find out a new album's coming out and you know, you'd go to the Virgin mega store Monday mm -hmm. night at midnight, they'd be open an extra hour. For so us it was the FYE. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But there were these things where it's like, you get that album, you bring it home, you're late for class the next day because you stayed up listening and you were one of the yeah. first fucking people to hear this. And it was awesome. Now it's like, Refreshing Pirate Bay has it has it I leaked know. has it leaked has I, it leaked it leaked okay I listened to it it's on my iPod it's gone now I like these two songs moving on what's next what's I next? lived on MySpace music just nice. scouring <laughs> um, from one band to the next mm -hmm. to discover the newest thing to sure. do that and now it is it's such a 
deluge there's, there's of so stuff much new music that, that I, like, it's so hard for me to get through to the point where on music i listen to the same shit like oh yeah uh, these, i have i have these are my bands. favorite songs from 10 years ago sure and this is what i'm listening to yeah i have i have playlists where it's like i'm fine with this this is good and there's still newer things like a few years ago um i, I would read the onion when it was actually a physical thing every yeah. thursday at my job I'd, I'd go downtown um they had a kiosk on 86th street and I'd, I'd pick up an onion and i'd read it and i'd go ah and they always in the av club they would have I would always check out everything that they gave an A minus or higher. Yeah. Because I kind of trusted their ratings and that's how I discovered St. Vincent. Great. And I was like, yeah, let's yeah. give this a try. And it's like, this is amazing. St. Vincent's now one of St. Vincent has replaced Cake as one of my five favorite artists because really? St. Vincent's oh. making music and Cake I don't know got what the fuck Cake is doing. I don't know. They're, they're still, still around. Touring. They're playing. They're playing. They're, they're still playing, playing the Ben's same Fold. thing. Yeah. They're playing with Ben's Fold in a couple the of months. The weirdest co-headlining tour. I guess they work together. Oh, they work. In they're, a way. It's quirky. Yeah. Quote it's, it's just it's quirky. quirky. Different yeah. quirks, but still two quirky bands doing quirky things. I could see each of them covering each other's music. The thing is that like they put out albums and then they put out um, they put out something in 2011 mm-hmm. and they put out something in like 2017 or hmm, no I might be messing this up they had a huge gap yeah. and I remember reviewing the album and it's you know it's their normal sort of formula they have like 12 songs very concise here it is there's gonna be a waltz on this album and yeah that's fine and I remember reviewing it and saying like this would be an amazing album for a three and a half year wait for a seven year wait it is not an amazing album, but I don't know. I have I hold my five favorite bands to such high standards Agreed. because I know what they're capable of. Absolutely, and I come off. I have a I have a blog called Guido's Fuck Rant page. Yeah, and it is just me lambasting these bands that I love because they're not being as amazing as I know they can. Yeah, it is the smallest, angriest little corner of the internet that no one cares about. It's fantastic, That's and it's just great. me. Talking about these five bands every month, uh, yeah. But yeah, so there are they're, they're, you they, find those bands and you stick with them, yeah. And I've been very lucky that none of these five favorite bands of mine have died or broken up or OD'd or anything like that, and they've continually made stuff. For me, it's been the opposite. Everyone's broken up, oh, which man. is infuriating. But then what happens is they also start will start new projects okay. that you want to love, and you do. You like aspects of it. Uh-huh. And maybe it's the nostalgia, maybe it's that, but yeah. you're just like, this isn't the thing. You guys had something. This isn't so what you used to do. Yeah, fucking special together, yeah. like Guns and it, Roses. Yeah, I was it, never into Guns and Roses, but 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 definitely they're they're among maybe, the, for me. Maybe it was they should have stopped after Use Your Illusion too. For me, it was maybe. Iron Maiden. They okay. they so Iron Maiden's mistake is they made a deal with a record company to release three albums in a certain amount of years. Okay. Like, I was thinking it was three albums in five years or three albums in four years or something like that. Part of me thinks that's doable. It is doable, but what happened was Did so the they released the three albums. Okay. The first of those three was fucking amazing. Okay. It was so good. Brave New World. I absolutely loved that album okay it was different than their normal stuff but in a just a fucking progressive awesome way but that's because a gap between that and like fear of the dark or whatever or, or uh, um power slaver i don't remember what was, i think it was fear of the dark was before i'm that. very unfamiliar with iron maiden but i'm them. with you so you they know, had a it was, huge it was gap like a, it was like before. an eight to ten year gap so they had so, 10 years to so make that's why the songs. first album was fucking killer it was so awesome but then i feel like they just released this epic album that some people hated but i thought was just genius and i loved it Mm -hmm. 
And then they released just like this diet metal two other albums back to back. It was it was something close like like three albums in two years or something crazy. That's and, a little pinchy, yeah. And it was just fucking rough. Like Dance of Death and I can't remember the name of the other one. I just thought were just lame and it was so heartbreaking for me mm, as yeah. such like a mega fan where I was just like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. What is happening with this album? That's always I don't know. It's and, always and, yeah. and but also I have to like there's also like and, and I'll be honest I don't think I've liked any of their recordings since Eesh. Brave New World because okay. they've come out with so when I did think Brave New World come out? 2003 I don't know so 15 years of stuff yeah. that you've kind of been now mind you on. but these are also a man where the, the 80s were their heyday they're all in their 60s I'm like yeah I don't expect you to be coming out with new cutting age of music of course not well like D. Snyder said something where he was uh, he was sitting down trying to write a new like Twisted Sister song and he was like writing these lyrics about rebellion as he looked out his window over his pool at his Porsche <laughs> and he's like yeah it's not the same. It's not, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan, and like that yeah. first album was like pages torn from his journal, and now it's like he's beaten the addiction. He's married with like four thousand children that he keeps seeming to have, and yeah. it's like when if you put out a song about like you know the desperation inside, it's yep. like your wife is so hot, and you have a Grammy and an Oscar and kids, yeah. and you're happy, like. Like what do you, you write have, about? You have Johnny Cash covering your music. That's the thing. That's like, and every <laughs> at every concert when you end with Hurt, it's like and he's singing these lyrics and it's like, yeah. You felt this way 25 years ago. It, it's it's and that's the thing is music's like a living and breathing thing, so it Yeah. It's rough to see that. I mean, there's some stuff like as long I don't know, there's some things that are less emotional where yeah. you can listen to it and just still be like this is great. Hands yeah. down, no argument. This is great. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some things where it's like when someone wrote this in such a dark and troubled place, and yeah. today, and it's like you own a helicopter. Like, I know. how can you be sad in a helicopter? I know. You're flying. I know, but uh, oh, yeah. artist. Um, Paul, this is the first time I think this has ever happened on my podcast, but that's all the time we got. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> this has been amazing yeah. just talking about life. Before we go, yes. um, as a content creator yourself, mm-hmm. a lot of people are terrified to take this plunge mm-hmm. of creating your own stuff, sure. of quitting their job and just fucking going for it, which yeah. we're only kind of recommending. I don't know. <laughs> don't 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 go to the poorhouse. Have 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 a plan. Yeah. Don't don't when your boss walks by and farts and you're like, fuck you, I quit. Don't, yeah, do, don't, that. don't do that. Don't like, do that. Deal with have, the fart. Have a cushion. You know, so, so, be what's, ready. so what's an advice you can give to someone who's terrified to take that plunge but is starting to get the inkling that they just got to fucking do it? Um, have some sort of preparation. People hate their jobs because they are their jobs, you know, normally. People hate work because it's work. There's that stupid saying, hey, if it wasn't work, you, if you would enjoy it, whatever the hell yeah. it's called. That's not always true. I'd say if you're at a dead-end job, do your dead-end job until you have enough of a savings or a safety cushion before you leap off. Because yeah. there's a difference between being terrified, but I can last for six months, and jumping off and saying, I'm terrified, I don't know where dinner is coming from. Yeah. So that's, you know, have some preparation, mm-hmm. but, you know, do your thing. Because if you're miserable your entire life, I mean, that's just not the way to do it, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's life is too short and too complicated and oh, too yeah. messy to just be like, 
Yeah, just and, and you never it. know, man. We could be on fire tomorrow. That's the thing. I feel like it used to be a trade-off where it's like, yes, you hate your job, you hate your life, everything's miserable, but you have full insurance and you have a house and your kids are going to good schools and everything's great and the economy's bustling, and mm-hmm. that ain't the facts no more. Yeah. So now you're miserable and still can get fired by your laid-off tomorrow because... For nothing. For your... Just because your boss wanted bigger bonuses and they're like, yeah. we can cut the archive department, right? Like, yeah. just something simple uh, as that. Exactly. So, I mean, it is a balance. I mean, you know, live like there's no tomorrow, but live like you need money for the next six months. Yeah. I, it, it's it's kind of... I think that's good advice. Take the jump, but, you know, have... have Throw down an air mattress real yeah, quick. Yeah. Eat Be- out once a week. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. The rest of the week. Maybe, you know, stick, stick with the ramen. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Perfect. So. Yeah. Paul, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we got to do this again. You got to come back soon. Because I'm up for it. Yeah. This is great. We I can, will never stop talking. I would love doing this. We Maybe we'll start like a, a monthly segment. Like the just tall like, guy check in. Like, what did you bump your head on? This exactly. Month? <laughs> just chatting with giants. Yeah. Like, I like that. I like idea. that chatting with giants. Yeah, we're gonna see how that goes. I'm down with that. And plus, awesome. like, I can I can never stop listening to my own voice. Exactly. Oh, wait, I'm gonna leave you with uh, one of the only impressions I can do, which is um, <clears throat> Morgan Freeman. Okay. <clears throat> you better get busy living. You better get busy living. I'll get busy dying. You better get busy living. I'll get busy dying. Kind of. That was pretty close. It's it's identifiable. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Paul, you're an absolute pleasure. Uh, we're going to be talking to you soon. Perfect. Later, buddy. What a joy that man is. Um, Seriously, if you guys think you would listen to that, I will totally talk to Paul once a month we're actually actively discussing that because he is so much fun uh so yeah tune in next month with chatting with giants uh part of big things with zach miko i think we're gonna make that happen in the meantime please check us out on social media at zach miko z-a-c-h-m-i-k-o on twitter and instagram at facebook at facebook.com slash big things pod at our website bigthingspod.com write us at zach at bigthingspod.com and josh at bigthingspod.com thank you so much please like subscribe review if you haven't already and until next week get out there and do big things Bye.